0: What's good? What's good? It's your boy Jalen. We back at it with another episode.
1: What's good, y'all? It's your boy Keetuan, a.k.a. master, man. Of course, we always got a lot in store for y'all. We got a special guest today with us, man. We gonna, uh, we got NBA news, COVID, NFL, and more, man. Just stay tuned with us.
0: Yes, sir, bro. First thing, y'all know what to do, man. Go ahead and follow us on all social medias, IG, Twitter, TikTok, at the 2412 pod, and go ahead and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. We appreciate it as usual. All right, man.
1: I guess we just going to get straight into it, man, with our special guest, man. It's a very very special one for me also, just like uh, the last one. But we got my boy, man. I would consider him a brother from another mother, man. My boy Graham Hill, man. He's a public address announcer, play-by-play commentator, creative media intern for William Peace, and he's also the sports correspondent for the Peace Times, man. Everybody welcome my boy Graham Hill to the show, man. What's up?
2: Keith Juan, yes sir, my brother from another mother, and my brother of a different color. Is that is that a person <laughs> you can put into the podcast? Can we yeah. can we put yeah, that in yeah. there, please?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: No, seriously, guys. Thank you for having me. I know last time I was on here was the B Ball Jones podcast, and now you guys got us the twenty four twelve. Of course, for Kobe Bryant, my boy Jalen, I know being a big Kobe fan, always repping the mama mentality. And then TB12, talk to and Ketuan. All right, you're you're the advocate for Tom Brady. I still can't believe he is coming to Bank of America Shor- Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte on December 26th, and you're not going to be there. What's up with yeah, that, man? Don't Come
1: don't don't even, don't even remind me, bro. I got <laughs> we got a whole bunch of stuff going on, bro. So I can't make it to the bank, man. But I'm a, I'm gonna see him before it's all over, man. Don't worry about it.
2: No, I know you will see him in your lifetime, but yeah, fellas, thank you for having me back on the show. Always happy to come on to you guys' this podcast. Love the show.
0: We
1: definitely appreciate it, man, for sure.
0: Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming back on with us, bro.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we go, I'm a, we gonna get into it with you, man. So we know we know you a very busy man nowadays, bro. So first off, I just wanted to ask you how this past soccer season went for you.
2: Yeah, uh, this past soccer season was good, other than for the fact that it took place during its regular scheduled time. I know the last time we taught, it was my first year at William Peace University at the transferring in, an and due to everything that was going on with COVID, the athletic seasons were forced to take place all at one time in the spring semester. Uh, it was kind of funny. I don't know what it is, but even though we've gone back to the normal athletic seasons, I feel like I'm more busy this year with them actually being spread apart in their regular respectful seasons than it was last time we talked. But uh, soccer season went good. Um, Was on the mic once again for women's and men's soccer for uh, both public address announcing and play-by-play commentary at Wake Med Soccer Park. The men's soccer team at William Peace this year had a heck of a season. They finished with 12 wins, two losses, one draw. They finished... With five wins, one loss, one draw in the conference, and were actually the USA South regular season conference winners, and got to host um, two rounds of the USA South Conference Tournament, being eliminated by Covenant College uh, in the USA South Semifinals. But it was a good start to the athletic season. Um, always have you know an appreciation for soccer, just because my supervisor Ozzy Peralta worked as the assistant men's soccer coach and the men's soccer recruiter. And he actually took over as an interim head coach for the women's soccer team this past year. So always have an appreciation for soccer and it's always a good start to the athletic season, a good opportunity to, you know, get get some early reps in, doing play by play commentary. I'm now a star. We're well, not a star. I have made it on D three problems on Instagram. Uh, due to an apology that I had to make during the USA South conference tournament semifinal game i won 't go into a, i won 't give the full blow conversation let 's just say I had my first altercation in my play by play commentary career with a fan of the opposing team this past year during that game and uh, because of the comments that I made to said fans, I had to apologize. Excuse me. Over the live stream during the play-by-play commentary, and sure enough, it got picked up by somebody. They thought it was funny enough to post, and there I was on D three problems. I think that video now has over a thousand views, which is which is very funny to think about considering <laughs> the backstory behind it.
1: Jay, before we move on, I just want to tell you when he sent me that, it was so funny because he he was apologizing like, dude. That said, that said the f word on TV that one time, bro. He was just like, I may never put this shit yeah, the, you know <laughs> the
2: major league sports broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds during um oh, during yeah. his hot yeah. mic incident.
1: Yeah, that was the type of vibes Graham was on. He was apologizing like that shit was too funny, bro.
2: The best part was when I the best part I looked in the comments and somebody said I wish someone had scored a goal while well, he was making. The apology, and I was like, "That would have been perfect." Actually, just having to cut right out of the middle of it and going right back <laughs> into calling the game.
0: And we, so yeah, somebody posted. They posted a video, and it basically got a lot of views or whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's crazy, bro. You're lucky becoming famous like that. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing to be famous for, but sure. we'll, we'll go with that.
0: <laughs> I we man, but. Yeah, man, moving on to a different sport, man, with the basketball season. I know it's getting started at William Peace. Um, you involved in basketball there, any?
2: Yeah, do play-by-play commentary for both the women's and men's side. Uh, haven't been able to do women's that much just because of conflict of scheduling. Uh, for the men's games, I've been on the call for, excuse me, two calls so far this season, one of them being the first game that fans were allowed back in attendance um, after – Everything going after everything regarding COVID. I think it was the first time since February twenty, February February twenty fifth, in two thousand twenty that fans had been in the stands, and returned to the Herm. But yeah, basketball season is in the middle of uh, everything. The Pacers currently three and four overall for the season. Uh, They're two and zero in conference play. Uh, So they're doing well in U in the USA South. Um, But. Bat, what was cool about basketball season, they actually had two Division I opponents this past year as exhibition, one of them being Campbell University, which was the first game of the season. And I got to travel to Campbell and attend the game doing social media content uh, for the athletics page and got to sit at Press Row at, um, in Bowie's Creek at Campbell's Gym, which was really cool. That's only the second time that I've actually ever sat at a Division One's media table like that um so that was a really cool experience and uh basketball has always just been one of my favorite sports to call so happy to be back on the call for the second uh second time this year and um i'm happy that there's a lot more games this year as opposed to the 12 game schedule they had to play last year due to the modified schedule
0: hey see i saw your ig story when you went down to Campbell. man i was like yeah that's real dope dude but yeah, I know it's good, good experience too for like you know a, a smaller school like that to get experience against like a D1 school. Kid. It helps them get ready for their conference playing. Yeah, and I
2: didn't realize it till looking at William Peace's uh, schedule when I was doing their season preview. They've had a good history of playing some Division One opponents and um, either exhibitions or regular season games. Uh, I know they've played Greensboro in the past. They've also played down at UNCW when Kevin Keats was still coaching down there, uh, and I believe there's one more opponent. I want to say Old Dominion that I found in the history books that they've played against. Um, but, yeah, it's always good when Division Three kids can uh, go to the big stage like that and play in front of a Division One crowd, in front of a Division One arena, because it does go a long way uh, to your respectful D3 level playing the opponents that you see on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, yeah man, I was to say, you definitely lit at William Peace right now. I'm definitely, definitely proud of you. But we're going to head over to the Diamond, man, even though it, nothing's really going on with it right now, man. I want to wanna talk to you about what's, what you got going on with the baseball, baseball boys over there at William Peace. And if you would, I, w- I would like you to uh, shout out the players from the 2-5 uh, that currently play for that team also.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So William Peace University is kind of a pipeline, I want to I wanna call it, for some baseball players that have come out of Kentston, uh Them being Shai Thompson, who played at a Rendell Parrot Academy. And then from my neck of the woods, from north to north, you had Ethan May, Peyton Howard, who graduated a year below me. And then for my class that graduated with me, Cameron Butler, who went on to play at LCC for two years before transferring. So you got a couple of guys uh, from Kinston that um, – that are up here in Raleigh or are up here at William Peace University, and it just adds to the overall experience of the small school uh, because you know it kind of brings you back to your high school days of seeing them on you know around the classroom and around uh, the halls of North Nora. Obviously, I didn't see Shy due to us going to another school, but we still had some mutual friends. But yeah, it's nice having that Kinston bloodline and you know that that relation to Kinston you know, up here in Raleigh and also through athletics, but. Yeah, the baseball team, I do a lot of work with uh, their social media uh, department, um, doing videotography and photography, going out there for practices, and then doing public address announcing for their games, which is what I really enjoy doing the most, calling up my friends up to bat. But uh, baseball team, it's a new time for the Pacers baseball program. We hired a new head coach that uh, is coming from – a school that is actually in our conference, uh, North Carolina Wesleyan's former head coach, Charlie Long, is going to be his first year coaching for the Pacers. Um, and Charlie Long has been around the block for baseball for a very long time. Uh, he has a very distinct history. Uh, he actually knows former head coach for North Carolina, the North Carolina Tar baseball team, Mike Fox. And Mike Fox actually came and spoke to a practice uh, during fall camp, so that was a really cool experience but um yeah long has a lot of history he's been named usa south coach of the year in 1999 2009 2010 and 2013 and in 1999 also led the Ballon bishops to the ncaa division three national championship title and defeated saint thomas from minnesota to finish in a year where that team that he led to the championship finished 42 and 9 so there's a big high standard for baseball this year and I'm excited to be a part of it in the way that I contribute.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. It sounds like William P's got a good baseball history going on there.
2: I, I mean, I, they've struggled at times. But last year uh, was pretty much a season when they had all the individual talent in the world. Unfortunately, they hit a series. There was one point where they were 8-2 uh, and two for the season. And then, unfortunately, they just had a tough, um, a tough series that they lost to a team that they should have beat, and it kind of began a downfall. And they end up finishing 20 and 18, in uh, 11 and 7 in conference play. But with this year, we have a lot of those guys coming back, so the individual talent is still going to be there. And then, when you add a guy like Charlie Long, who has a very unique history in Division Three baseball itself. Um, you know, it it could be the recipe for a good season. You just got to bring the individual talent together, and uh, you got to have a lot more depth in the bullpen, which the baseball team should have this year. It could – the baseball team – our baseball team this year could have the deepest bullpen in the conference, which is a big momentum swing.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. As we saw, like, MLB this year with the Braves, pitching and bullpen especially is, like, a key factor with a baseball team. You definitely got to have good pitching if you want to go far. Definitely, definitely, but man, we gotta start talking about your personal fandom team, man. College, man, standing the ACC, NC State, Wolfpack, man. Like how you feeling? But I know the football team they had a great season. Uh, They undefeated at home this past year. Basketball. Got a couple of um, local guys on the team this year, man. So what's your feeling with NC State Athletics right now with uh, football and basketball? I mean, the
2: first things first that we got to bring up in uh, the Wolfpack's first game against Bucknell back on Tuesday, November 9th. I remember that was the same night that I was down there in Campbell, so I couldn't watch the game. But I had Pack Pride, uh, which is their syndicator affiliated page with uh, 24-7 Sports. They, have a, they were tweeting out play-by-play updates. And I just remember the first tweet that I saw or a a tweet shortly after they said the opening tip had happened was um, Manny Bates had left the floor uh, with an injury. And sure enough, after the game, the news breaks out that Manny Bates tears, um, you know, suffers another injury to his shoulder. I know he tore something. I can't remember exactly what it is he tore, but it was a season, you know, a season uh, ending injury. And as a state, they are just thinking like, you know, that, you know, it's a real kick in the stomach when you lose your big guy like that, especially who led the ACC last year in blocks. Uh, but if you told me right now that after Manny Bates, who, ha- you know, plays such a big presence, not just for state, but, you know, for the game of basketball being a big man, if you had told me that this team would be 7-3 and three right now after losing him and also taking the number one team in the country, Purdue, to overtime. I know Purdue lost by or I know Purdue beat state by 10 in overtime. Some people might say the Wolfpack collapse. The collapse happened after a very questionable call by the officials. You can go on the internet and look and, t- and see what call I'm talking about. Um, but you know, state for a lot of the youth that they have on this team, I, I think there's I think they're standing pretty well. I mean, they got Richmond coming up this Friday. They're playing them in the Basketball Hall of Fame Shootout in Charlotte, which you know is just pretty much another home game for State. Uh, they come back to Raleigh December 21st for their final game before Christmas. Play right straight, right straight. The Wolfpack, you know, doesn't kick themselves sideways. They should be going. They should be nine and three before going back on the road to face Miami for their second ACC opponent of the season. But I think State's in a good spot. Um, They got to work on their offense a little bit. What I've noticed is they can be very inconsistent at times during games, um, due to maybe the youth that they have on their team. But they just they can't have these spurts in games where they don't where they go scoreless for about four minutes. But I'm pretty impressed with how State has you know fought, especially after losing Manny Bates, and especially after taking. Nebraska to four overtimes in the ACC versus Big Ten Challenge, which I was in attendance for. And, Jalen, like you said, the football team had a good year. I told my friend, between going to the NC State Carolina football game, where State came back to win in the pat in the last two minutes and 12 seconds, and then that basketball game was that following Wednesday night, I believe. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. I told my friend, After those two events, I can't attend any NC State athletic events for a little while. I got to let my heart rate (laughs) and my blood pressure come down for a bit. So, I mean, this and Keats's first five years, to pretty much wrap up your question, I think this is the most fight and most grit that he's ever had in a team, and which is good because of how young they are, especially.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. That football game, I don't even want to talk about that. But I mean, You know I'm a, a big Carolina fan, so that I game really hurt me. I was going to say, really I see the two hard. decors in the background <laughs> right now be, <laughs> G- G- between G- the both G- of y'all. <laughs> but, I was like, how did Carolina blow that game? Like, how they did they do it? That was crazy. it makes you feel any better, when ready.
2: we got the onside kick, everybody else was going crazy. And I've just been a state fan long enough to know that sometimes, you know, I've been a state fan long enough where I was looking for a flag on the field because I was like, there's no way we just pulled that off. You know, I'm waiting for an official to say, you know, a guy was off sides or, you know, I was just waiting for, you know, something to happen where we didn't win that situation.
1: Aren't y'all going to a bowl game as well?
2: Yeah, season's not over. The Pack plays on December 28th in the Holiday Bowl against the UCLA Bruins and. San Diego, California, and they're actually they're actually going to be playing inside the Padres baseball stadium. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. what is your
1: boys winning, man.
2: I. Well, look. Let me put in perspective something historic. There's only been two NC State football teams that have gotten double digit wins in a season. The last team to do it was when Philip Rivers was there. Uh, that team finished ten and two. State has the chance to finish ten and three this year, but UCLA—they're a very tough opponent. Uh, We're coming to the game nine and three. UCLA's eight and four, so they're right behind us. And uh, you know, I've always appreciated the Pac-12. Love me some Pac-12 after dark. Coming home, you know, after a long day of football (laughs) games, you still got a football game that's going on until twelve, twelve thirty in the morning. Pac-12 is wild, man. Those are offensive football games, and I feel like NC State has a very explosive offense. One, just, you know, the fact that we were able to come back and win in two minutes and 12 seconds. I'm not saying that to kick Carolina fans over again. I'm just saying that takes some skilled offense to pull mm. that off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I feel like it could be a very good game. Um, it's a good chance for NC State to get nationally recognized. That game's going to be nationally televised on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern time. will be 5 p.m. over there. And, I mean, that's just going to be a fun game for a lot of those guys to travel out west. Uh, they've been so used to playing – um, locally, I remember the last time State played. State's played uh, in Charlotte in the Belt Bowl in the Belt Bowl against Mississippi State when Dak Prescott was still there and Jacoby Brissett was still playing for NC State. Key fact there. Then the year following, they went out to Arizona to play, or excuse me, El Paso to play Arizona State. That's the last time State went out west. That was during Bradley Chubb and Jalen Samuel's senior year. And then the past two years, they've laid a goose egg in Florida against two SEC opponents, one being Texas A&M when Jimbo Fisher took over, and then last year against Kentucky. So honestly, a lot of state fans, here's the one thing I was seeing on social media was all the state fans. Here's another thing. I'll be honest. State fans complain about everything. This is coming from a state oh, yes. fan. <laughs> and so, you know, yes, we, get, <laughs> we get to play one of the top ten bowls of the bowl schedule. You have state fans oh, well, all 20 of us can travel to California for it. It's just like, (laughs) look, did you really want to go to Florida and play Auburn this year, another SEC team? And, you know, no disrespect to the team, but, you know, our record against SEC teams the past two years in bowl games has not been pretty. So I'm excited that we're we're spicing things up. We're going out to the West Coast to play UCLA. There'll be plenty of State fans there. I have no doubt about it. And um, I'm just excited for State to really – finish off what's been a good season, and then to also carry the momentum over to next year. Because, I mean, think about this. State gets 10 wins this year. They beat Clemson and Carolina in the same year, especially in an era where Mac Brown's return. And then they have all these guys coming back. State's already returning six players from this past season for next year. There's early talks that State could be a top 10 preseason team in college football next year. Now, I'm not going to put all my eggs in a basket just yet because – I don't want that to happen because y'all know who NC State goes down to play for their first game of the year next year?
1: Is
0: uh, ECU. ECU, right? Yes. Ed Ed Doughty. Rowdy Doughty. And Dowdy Rowdy Dowdy. And
2: Dowdy Ficklin. That's also another – Hey, we got to go to that That's also oh, – yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, us three yeah, no, got to go. Yeah, we will go. That's also <laughs> another place where NC State's track record hasn't been so great. So, uh, I don't want State to be a top 10 preseason ranked opponent for that game, but I definitely want State to get to 10 wins so it helps with recruiting and it can carry over into – Football season next year where the ACC wants the game will be wide open.
0: Definitely. That was a big thing, too, about y'all finally beating Clemson this year, too. I know that, that was huge. Yeah. Very huge.
1: I, I was about to say, I don't even think you I don't think you got to watch that game, but, yeah, I, I was hyped.
2: I wasn't even there. Yep. I, I had two <laughs> I had two soccer games on that day. I was sick to my stomach. I'm glad the Pacers won their respectful games that day. Um, but, yeah, I hate that I missed out on that Clemson game.
1: So man, um, you know we had to let you uh, talk about your wolf pack, man. Show show you show your wolf pack some love, but I want you to uh, get on the boys, the Carolina Hurricanes, man. Tell them tell them what the boys been on this this season so far.
2: Big caniac right here, huge caniac. Um, yeah, love going to the Hurricanes. Actually, you know what I mean, one you remember I took you to your first. Hockey game. Yeah. Jalen, you gotta come up for a game too, man. I love taking people to hockey. Oh, yeah. That's one of my it's lit like for sure. That's one of my big things in sports is I love taking people to sport sport events they've never been to. And the go to one's always hockey. Um and with Seaman is the hurricanes, uh, you know, ever since getting back into ever since breaking the playoff drought uh three years ago, they've been they've been getting consistently better each year. They currently are 9-8. and eight. They only have suffered one t- one overtime loss. Excuse me, they're second in the league right now in the Metropolitan, right behind Washington. The Washington Capitals are a rival. Um, and then they've dropped down to... They're still top five in the league. Uh, they've actually just um, had to cancel their previous game on Tuesday due to some COVID outbreaks that happened within the program. Uh, I was listening to 99.9, the fan, and as it stands right now, Their home game tomorrow against the Detroit Red Wings in PNC Arena back here in Raleigh is scheduled to be on. They're going to be walking on eggshells, though, for the next couple of games just because of the NHL's testing protocols. Uh, But, I mean, they just came off of a long home or away stand uh, where they were playing their first part of Canadian teams. They played against the Edmonton Oilers, the the Vancouver Canucks, the Winnipeg Jets. And then once they got to Minnesota yesterday while they were traveling home uh, from Vancouver to Minnesota, that's when some news got reported of some players testing positive for COVID. So they did not play the Minnesota game, but they are back in Raleigh now. And as of right now, their game against the Detroit Red Wings, their first game back at home is scheduled to be on. And then they play again Saturday and Sunday. I'm hoping to go to one of those two games, either Saturday or Sunday night.
1: I uh, see I definitely yep. gotta get back up there to you to see the boys Aho and uh Switch Nicolf, you know, big Switch, you feel
2: me? I'm actually very proud of you for nailing those last names correctly. <laughs> come on, man. I, I you, this, did, come you deserve on. a round of applause hey. for that. <laughs>
0: hey, but for real, the Canes are North Carolina, the state of North Carolina's best chance of getting a, a championship soon, you know, out of all the professional teams. And
2: see I didn't want to yeah. say I didn't want to say it to jinx it, but well I mean the, it's Horn- true, the Hornets so like they could. Charlotte doing good. But the Hornets but, look yeah, but like they could make the playoffs. I mean, they could
0: win yeah, the championship. Like. Yeah, the Canes are, got a legit shot sooner to win a championship, I think, than Charlotte. And you know what's
2: so like, sad? See. So many people that are going to be listening to this podcast and just in general are just like, what are hockey teams going to have the best chance of winning? But yes. until, you go, <laughs> until you go to a game and you see the style of hockey that they play, where. You know, most people think that hockey, and this is what I appreciate about the Canes, and this probably comes a lot from their head coach, Rod Brennamore, being a former player and was the captain of the 2016, that last won the Stanley Cup. Most people, Jalen, would assume that you go to a hockey game just to watch guys just chase a puck and then hit each other up against the boards, fight each other, and then score. What I like about the Hurricanes is they will get the puck down into another team's zone, and they will set up a perimeter of just passing around from the blue line down into the corners, and they are just making—they are just wearing teams out because, you know, obviously you got to get the puck out of your zone to make a change, and the Canes will just suffocate you by staying down in your zone, and they will just shoot the puck right in the middle, where they're either just try to bounce it off their own player, you know, get contact on a play, on a opposing player's team in front of the net. They really rely on deflections, and they're a sharpshooter team. I mean, Keith sees see some of the highlights that I sent him on Twitter, and those guys or shooting the puck from way outside. If I had to make an analogy to it, it'd be like the Steph Curry shooting of hockey.
1: Okay. I like, I yeah. like that.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah seen, I think think you all appreciate that if I, I mean, you, you, yeah.
1: you, you – bigging be, you up the boys right now. I and Big Spitch, man. you be, you bigging them up right now. So, yeah. I, I fucks with
0: you. Yeah. yeah. I need to get more into hockey, though, yeah, because I mean, I'm trying to follow the Kansas City the home team, of course. But hockey definitely sounds like it's an interesting sport. And the Canes are still the only team in North Carolina in professional sport history to win a championship. And
2: it's, uh, yeah, it's it, day, so, are we, wait, are we with, are we really?
0: <laughs> yes, because the Panthers yeah. and Hornets haven't they won. won the Panthers came close twice, but. That's what I was win, thinking so. about. The
2: Panthers just making it too soon. But yeah, I guess you're right. Wow, that's a cute yeah. little, that's a cute little stat to have.
1: Yeah, Jay, you got to slide with us to a game. It was definitely an experience, bro. I'm,
2: I'm definitely ready to go back, man. Well, hold on real quick. Just to, since we're talking about the Canes. And since Jalen brought up that stat, I think it's only right that I uh put this in here if we're gonna use some clips.
0: Oh yeah, the Stanley Cup, man.
2: There you go, Vic fellas. Yeah. Big Moore Big Rod, man, and Rod we trust now. From yeah, I'm hoping he gets the hoist this Stanley Cup again, just from the coach's side perspective from the coach's perspective this time.
1: Yeah
0: man, shout out to the Canes man, big Canes. Shout ass. out
2: to the Canes man. Shout
0: out, putting on for of North Carolina man, making this proud.
2: As Katie Pollard, Pollard says in their dole song, "Raise up." Yeah, anyways, where where were we? This has been this is fun, fellas. I feel like this is just more casual this time around. Maybe it's just because I'm sitting in a recliner, but. All <laughs> this <I'll>, <laughs> love yeah, coming dude. on to the twenty four twelve podcast.
1: Uh, us say, but where where we were? You know what I'm saying? We. We know you graduated yeah, soon, yeah. So we, my father, yeah. We we just want to know, man. What, what's your plans after graduation? What can we look forward to seeing you doing, man? What what Grand Hill's gonna be? Where you gonna be commentating at, man?
2: Uh, that's a really good question because as of right now, I don't even know myself. Uh, so we'll be finding out at the same time. But I mean, obviously, the goal is to stay up here in Raleigh, just because the market's really good up here as far as covering sports with. Um, just a lot of the high school teams are in the area, but then also you have the NC state Wolfpack and the Carolina hurricanes being right here in Raleigh. Then you have the North Carolina courage and, uh, NC United, you know, there are the soccer teams in Cary, And then of course you have Carolina Duke right down the road in Chapel Hill and Durham. And it's not too far of a drive either to Charlotte for the Carolina Panthers. Um, And then, of course, the Carolina Mudcats, Keith's another one of our teams that we love to go watch right down the road in Zebulon. So, I mean, this is really a strong market to try and work in just because of how much sports is all around. As I'm looking at LeBron James' crotch on my television screen, that's. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been watching this Dallas-Mavs versus Los Angeles-Lakers game and. The one time I look up, they're just showing LeBron James making a layup, and I swear he lands just right, right, right. right. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, no, yeah, the the goal is definitely to stay here in Raleigh, just because I mean this is a fun market, uh, or this is a fun market to cover and to work in with sports, and also a lot of the sports radio networks that are here as markets are just really fun to cover or really would be really fun to work with.
1: And yeah, whatever you do, man, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a be behind you a hundred percent. Maybe you could uh, come over here and do something with Trinity. Lads. You feel me? Help my boy uh, Jonathan out
2: over here. Come on, Jonathan. Talk to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, before we let you get up out of here, man, I just want to, uh, Shout out my boys from the peace baseball team, you know KG, my boy Kevin Gonzalez. You feel me, my dog, and Cameron Butler. As you mentioned earlier, my boy Smiley. And one more thing for you, get up out of your ground. We just need to tell them that we we the ones, my boy. We the ones. You feel me? I can't
2: believe we didn't even talk about going to Monday Night Raw <laughs> together. That's another. Thing. You got WWE
1: that comes to this town too. Sure, we we gotta go see A we gotta go see AEW when he come, when they come to Raleigh.
2: That's also true. I forgot. I keep forgetting that AEW's coming.
1: Yeah, man. It was, it was good having you again, bro. It's always fun talking to you. You feel me?
2: Yes, yeah, sir. Always, always a pleasure, always, man. Always a pleasure. For those of y'all listening, be sure to tune in to the 2412 Podcast with your host, Keetuan Latrell, Jalen Jones, produced by Jonathan. You can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Five stars only because positive vibes only. What that little read off that? Yeah, I yeah that read-off. could be that could be the clip. Hey, hey yeah, that could be the clip. Hey, that's we the clear didn't <laughs> even gotta ask for yeah, to do it. <laughs> do it. He just did it right there. Hey, seriously, man, thank you guys for having me on. As always, appreciate coming I appreciate y'all letting me come on. Enjoy it every time. Yeah, so oh, I
0: appreciate oh, you coming out, yes, man.
1: Let them let them know where they can follow you on your social medias, man. Because we know you be busy and you be posting a lot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So once again, my name is Graham Hill play-by-play commentator and public address announcer for WPU Athletics, social media intern as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GrahamHill98. You can also follow me on Instagram at the underscore insta dot Graham.
0: Graham Hill, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Ladies especially. <laughs> gentlemen, I, I'll, ta- I'll take the support too, but... <laughs>
0: As y'all already know, man, a big thing, accomplishment happened at the Garden, Madison Square Garden last night. Uh, the GOAT shooter, Steph Curry, man, broke the all-time three-pointers made record in NBA history with 2,974 passing, the legendary Ray Allen. So going off that, man, uh, we know he's the GOAT shooter, but, young man, I got a question for you. Is he the GOAT's point guard? You know,
1: before I get into that, you know, shout out Wardell, you know, Wardell, Steph, and Curry, you know. And since we gonna get it straight straight into it, you feel me, you already know what I'ma say to this. Wardell Stephen Curry, to me, has been the greatest point guard of all time. For you, you feel for like his, for the last five years with his little run he been having, him changing the game, you feel me? Magic Johnson like Magic Johnson cool, bro. But my well, my nigga Steph changed changed the way the game is gonna be played forever. Come on, man. Like look man look, Magic cool, bro. But last night, him him getting the record. What what records the magic got that's 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 gonna be untouchable for like the next 15, 20 years? I I understand, I understand. (laughs) Look, I understand him and Larry say the game of basketball, but let's keep it hot. Larry Larry Legend better than Magic Johnson too. So I mean, wait wait, (laughs) I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like Larry. Look look man, he had bro. Magic had Kareem bro. We ain't even we ain't even (laughs) to go there. We didn't even, he had Kareem. I, I uh, miss Magic, man. Hey.
0: Wardell, Stephen
1: hey. Curry is the GOAT, point guard, GOAT, shooter, all that. That's just my
0: opinion, though. Nah, man. I, I respect Wardell, Stephen Curry. He's number two. All-time point is on my list. But Irvin Magic Johnson is still number one in my book, bro. Like you said earlier, Magic, him and Larry came in at the same time and changed the game. Nah, Magic Johnson. They, they he saved the game. They ain't changed it. They saved it. They ain't change it. They say it is the difference. Magic magic changed the game because before then you never seen a player like him play all five positions and it's still at all five. CZAC is not a point guard. He changed it because, I mean, we never seen a player like him. He was basically a LeBron type, you know, with body size, being able to run the point and also playing forward and center. Yeah, so I think that's why I think Magic changed the game when he came in because we never seen a player, you know, of his type and his frame, be able to come in and dominate multiple positions like he did. And as a rookie, come in and then what he did, go to the championship and all that, dominate the '80s. He had five rings, which he had a great team, but also Larry had multiple Hall of Famers on his team. Also, he though. did, he
1: did too, but he had Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That,
0: that, that, that's a,
1: that's the leading scorer <laughs> of all time. <laughs>
0: You're okay. Right, but I, but what Kareem have though the ring, the amount of rings that he had if he never going went to join up play with Magic Johnson Magic my his oh, life nah. easy.
1: everybody need each other. Yeah, they definitely him James. You know, was it AC I think they had AC doing the AC on their team. They had a bunch AC of AC Green.
0: Yeah, they had Byron Byron Scott. They had a nice work. Kurt Rambis. All right, for Steph Curry to pass Magic Johnson as the number one point guard in my eyes. I think he definitely would have to win another championship, which he has a great opportunity to do in the next couple of years, but he definitely need to win, win another championship, and it would be big if he can also get a finals MVP also with that championship. Now, if he gets another championship, that would make a well, four that he has, and then he would have a finals MVP, two, two regular season MVPs, which he might get a third regular season MVP this year. So I feel like, for instance, this year if he won a championship and got a finals MVP on top of a regular season MVP and all that this year with his three-point record, then, yes, you can make the argument where he possibly can be considered the greatest point guard of all time. Like like I said, he's number two on my list right now. He's not crazy far down, but as of right now, I think Irvin Magic Johnson is still number one just because of he dominated the whole era and the five championships, man, and just what he did to change the game with playing all his positions and making everybody better around
1: him. Hey, man. Bet-to-bet MVP. First unanimous MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should have, bro. He should have at least one or two Finals MVPs right now. We ain't even to talk about that, though. You feel me? Like I ain't, even, I ain't finna get into that. I can, I can talk about that on a whole soliloquy for a whole another episode. But to me, he ain't got to do nothing. Steph Curry ain't got to do
0: nothing else for me, man.
1: Maybe it's because I'm biased. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. you. You can say that. You can say that. I'm cool. Hey, I'm but, cool with that. But, but look, it's
0: Steph Curry, so I'm cool with it. Let, let's look at Magic accolades right now, bro. I just pulled up Magic accolades. Magic is a, a five time NBA champ. Three time finals MVP, three time regular season MVP, twelve time All-Star, nine time all NBA first team, four time assist leader, two time NBA Steals leader, man. And we gotta think about this. He did this in a relatively short short stretch of time also because, you know, his career got cut short because of this situation. But what,
1: what age was it? Did it get cut short?
0: So as a player, his career he played from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen ninety one. So we did the math. That's what. That's tw- he really had 12 good seasons. And then he came back for that one year in 96, but we don't really count that one because, I mean, he was kind of washed at that point. But he really had – he did that in basically 11 to 12 good seasons, all all those accolades. So I feel like that's what made him the gold point guard still considering because, I mean, Man. what he did in basically a decade. If
1: KD don't try to hold my boy, we getting that third MVP. And he the only player besides Jordan Pat, 33 or older, to win a scoring title. How many scoring titles does he have? I understand assist, you know, leader, you know, steals. leader, you feel me? That That's all, that's all well and good. But John Stockton still got the assist, assist record, you feel me, you feel me? So, I mean, my boy got the the two, look, what do you say, Two hundred two. I mean, 2,794 and counting. We're going to have 4K by the time we done with. I'm going to just end it off. Wardell, Stephen Curry, go point guard, you feel me? Magic Johnson, you cool, my boy, but Steph <laughs> changed the way the game was going to be played forever for generations to come. Unanimous MVP, all that. It, I don't, I just ain't got nothing to say, Ma- man. Magic just just, might know, go. just Magic. know I almost cried. Just know I almost cried last night when he hit that three. That's yeah. all I got to tell you. Just know I almost cried. Yeah,
0: Steph Steph is one of my favorite players right now, man. He's number 2 the us, like I said, I respect him. I think he he probably will pass Magic by his career over, but at this moment, I still gotta go Magic. Like I said, and we definitely need to run a poll, which we will on IG and Twitter to see what people think. Who is the go point guard? I ain't
1: gonna lie to you. Only reason I say that is because we can see, even okay, I wouldn't say guard all five positions, but everything else, we we see we see everybody else do what Magic can do. Lamelo Ball can do what Magic can do. He can do that right now. That's not <laughs> yeah. that's not a bad take though. He can he can <laughs> low key do some of the stuff that he can't do. I wouldn't like I said, I didn't say yeah. guard all five positions, but I feel like a lot of other stuff he could do. You feel me? That Magic could do. That's just that's just my opinion. I'm I'm this is. This is not,
0: this is not fact. You good? That, that's your opinion, man, man. Yeah, with the, like I said, with the Magic Fire Rings, I still got three, but like he needs at least one more. Like I said, at least four, four would make him, make him real close or not pass him. But I think that five to three disparity like that is just, and the three finals MVPs for Magic too, that's just, I think that just making a goat.
1: Like man, he got hold, man. Still got hold on some Finals <laughs> MVPs. We know that he should have got the Iggy win. He should have got one of the KD ones when they was both averaging about thirty. You feel me? But like I like I said, early, yeah. it it eh, politics. But you know narratives. All right. But, but yeah, man, my bad. I mean, I. I, I but yeah, two hundred seventy ninety four and counting, two thousand seven ninety four and counting. Man, Wardell, the goat. You feel me? Three guy, the big three <sighs> guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But like I said, we're gonna we're gonna run this poll to see what see what y'all think out there in social media world. But yeah, we can keep this debate going all day. Honestly, between these two great point guards, but going off Steph now with his shooting, that has us thinking: Who is our five greatest shooters of all time? So, Young Master, I'll let you go ahead with your list.
1: I ain't gonna lie. I feel like we gonna have the same list. So, I'm gonna just go ahead, man. You already know I All got right. Curry. You know, I got Larry Legend up there. Reggie. Oh, is it? Yeah, we do. It. I would say this, yeah, this wasn't really in order. Cause I got Clay last, but I would really put Clay up there with Steph at number two. Cause he better than All everybody right. else. But but, say it
0: in order if you can. If you can. Okay,
1: we'll do it in order. All right. In order, I would have Curry, Clay, Larry. In my opinion, Reggie then Ray, cause I I don't know, I like Reggie Miller more. I don't know, I like him a lot more. I don't know why, but that that would be mine in my in that order for me.
0: My my list is is a little different. We got a couple of the same guys, man. One of the guys is gonna surprise you in the end, but if you look at his career, and his consistency, just think about it. But yeah, I'm gonna he, go ahead.
1: It's kind of cool, so like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, number one, got of course Steph, Mr. Stephen Wardell Curry, the goat shooter of all time. Right behind him, number two, got his teammate Clay Thompson, man. And just, if it went for Steph, Clay would be probably the best pure shooter of all time yeah. that we've seen, honestly. Number three, the guy he passed, man, Ray Allen, one of the smoothest jump shots we've ever seen, man. Ray Allen was just money clutch for all those years behind the three-point line. Number four, the original uh, three-point king. Got to put Reggie Miller in there because Reggie was really the original yeah, uh, three-point sure. shooter in back in the era where they weren't shooting three. So it was amazing that he made that many playing in the era. So Reggie got to be in the top five. He's at number four for me. And rounding out the top five, you called it, man. And this guy gets overlooked a lot because bro, he's not Jonathan a super popular said name. Cal Corver bro. at number five.
1: Jonathan said the <laughs> same thing when I said I had Kyle Corver. I had forgot to put, before I had Clay there, I put Corver there, but then I just, I was like, I forgot about Clay Thompson. But yeah, Kyle Corver, if I had to put somebody else and replace Ray, I would put Kyle Corver there. I ain't gonna lie to you.
0: Yeah, cause if you like, look at all the numbers and longevity, man, Cal Corver is one of the best shooters statistically ever. And then, if you just look at his career, especially with the Hall Seventy series, etc., man, Calcor was money every year. Always See, can depend. You know,
1: man. I love my white boys that can shoot, man. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, bro, just just like NL, bro. NL definitely had had had, had my white boys out like, there shooting that ball. Especially my boy Reed Perry. Shout out my boy Reed. You know, he already know who he is. Dog. That's the, that's the good too.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. A quick fun fact though. Speaking of that, you would never guess who's currently the all-time leader in three-point percentage currently. He's a current NBA player.
1: Oh, it's uh, Steph Curry.
0: Nope, it's not. No, nope. I just saw it on Twitter earlier.
1: Dang, can I? He pl- said, like, "Okay, give me one. Just give me one hint, cause we ain't, I ain't gonna be here all day trying to trying to
0: guess." I, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a white player, and he played at college basketball at Virginia.
1: Virginia. Yeah. Why I don't know why. He's about to make me I say Ty Jerome. <laughs> I ain't I but that's not that's
0: Joe, Joe Harris.
1: Yeah, he ain't even playing. <laughs>
0: well, we're talking about his career though. I, I get it yeah.
1: though. I'm about to say it, it yeah, makes his,
0: it. he He's a current leader in three point percentage like his career. Where, Joe Harris, the, man. Yeah,
1: set, Steph number 2 at, uh, I'm about to say, we're Sith and stiff it. I was actually, we're uh Seth at the
0: Oh yeah, nah. I just I just thought we interesting interested. I didn't know Joe Harris like was up there at number one as far as percentage nah, so was that he was pretty been, cool.
1: He'd been kinda terrible since the playoffs run, so I was...
0: Yeah. I I don't I didn't see where Steph was, but Steph is number two. Steph is like barely behind him, like percentage points behind him. So Steph can honestly pass him if he get hot. But yeah, man, we we gotta move on now. Uh speaking of basketball a lot of sports have been getting affected by COVID, man. It's going crazy right now in the NBA, NHL, like Graham was talking about earlier with the Canes, and the NFL, man. So, young master, man, what's your thoughts on this? You think the um, Leeds will be able to get through it this time? Nah, the NFL
1: don't care about nothing. We're going to talk about them later, but they don't care about nothing. They're they going to get their money regardless, with the without fans, you feel me? But the NBA – uh, they probably have to end up going back to the bubble because they're get, really getting ravaged. Well, both sports are getting ravaged with it, but, like, you got whole starting lineups, like, almost half half of people's teams not being able to play for COVID because of COVID. But, yeah, the NBA and the Players Association, like, it's coming to an agreement that they're going to start testing vaccinated players without the booster or whatever. But, I, I uh, yeah, I feel like they probably going to have to go back to the bubble, man, if it, if it continues to be like this. But it's probably just because of, like, it's the holidays, you feel me, everybody going to be around, family and such things like that.
0: Yeah. I think by the time playoffs come with basketball, they'll get through it. Because like you said, it's just it's just going to happen, man, right, for a yearly basis until, you know, it just runs its course with the holidays, everybody gathering with Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. The players, man, they're going to always have gatherings regardless, vaccinated or unvaccinated. So the numbers just going to naturally spike. In the NBA, NFL, and NHL, so teams just got to get through it. Hopefully, no clusters happen where half the league get wiped out with with COVID, and games don't have to get canceled. Where well, the Bulls already had to cancel or postpone a couple of their games because like eighty percent of their team was wiped out on COVID protocols, which is wild. And we seen the NFL like Cleveland, a lot of their teams, coaches, every all over the NFL, man, just getting wiped out. So. Hopefully we can keep getting through this, man. Cause we need our sports. And that that year we had to go through it without sports, man, it was a rough time. Cause sports is we just need. That it.
1: was that was tough, bro. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to go bro. through that again. Dark, you know. I, dark
0: times. We were sitting here watch, watching, um, Zoom horse challenges on ESPN. <laughs> I don't know, remember that or not. They had random got like Zach Levine and Chauncey Billups there yeah, doing horse challenges at their horse, house,
1: like, bro. We not trying to see none of that, yeah. <laughs>
0: The only good thing that came out of that time was a Michael Jordan documentary. That's, the That's only, it. Yeah, Jordan
1: literally <laughs> saved him. Ain't gonna lie, Jordan saved us during COVID. You know, my boy, little Uzi, when he dropped his album Eternal Take, he was definitely carrying the world on his back when COVID. When we first went on lockdown.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that that made me realize, like, I would never complain about you no know, sports or games being you know absolutely unwatchable again, man. Because we need our sports.
1: That's a, that's a bit man speaking speaking of the other sport you know football because yeah we need we need to get off the nba because i feel like everybody gonna feel like i've said some very blasphemous stuff in that last <laughs> segment but it's, it's all cool you feel me it's, it's all it's all opinion based but i, I ain't gonna lie look you believe almost everything i said but if we go head over to the gridiron man i would Jalen. i would say you could say it was a lackluster week, week 14 was kind of lackluster but we had a few good games in there. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game, man. We had the Vikings and the Steelers going against each other, man. The Vikings defeated the Steelers 36-28. to But the Steelers nearly completed the biggest comeback in NFL history. I think it was in the fourth quarter they did all this?
0: Yes, it started at the very end of the third, but basically most of it happened in the fourth quarter.
1: They were down like 28 28- to zero, like no, it was like twenty two to twenty, no, like twenty five. It was twenty eight to, to zero at one point. I think. I think. It was, I think it, they. I think they had zero points. At, yeah, the they third did. Quarter, like when the at the end of the third quarter, they had three points when they started scoring. So it was like twenty eight to three. But we had well, we picked the Steelers to win. We had too much faith in the Steelers, which, but the Vikings just came off of losing to the Lions. I mean, who could blame who could blame us for picking the Steelers? But we had too much faith in them niggas, man. Like they just went out there and just. Pissed the bed, you know what I'm saying. TJ Watt went out again. I think with a growing, it's his growing again. I think, man. So, yeah. You got anything you want to say about that game? yeah?
0: Nah, just I, I should have known that because it, it's been a trend with the Steelers this year. After they have a a, show, a good showing in one week, the next week they come out flat and have a disappointing loss. So, I should have seen it coming.
1: Yeah, Claypool out here doing bull. I don't know what what bro. I don't know what was going on with bro that
0: guy. was out here doing some BS dog like claypool was wilding for that man cost his team at least 10 seconds 10 12 run. seconds
1: celebrating yeah. the first down like bro do you not know you're you're in a situational you're like in a situation situational football bro? do you know not, not know the situation that you're in right now could have potentially the tied the game in that last pass the fi- fire move matter of fact yeah i'm gonna I'm give big Ben his flowers man because this might be his last dance he was, he was trying to turn up man he was he he didn't give up, man. They was fighting, man. That last pass, to Friar Moose, bro, like all, the all he had to do was hold on to it. He knew he was gonna get hit. So it was like his noodle arm. So he just dropped it. But that 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 game, that game was pretty wild, man. But
0: definitely, we, definitely.
1: We're gonna head over to this next game, man. Don't really have too much to say about this one. We have the Saints defeating the Jets 30 to 9. It's the Jets, and it's the Saints, yeah. even though yeah, the can. Saints are beat the to hell, too. But A.K. Evan Kamara came back, so that's a plus.
0: Yo, Kamara just made the Saints' offense just a uh, different thing. He basically the whole offense, but that game wouldn't surprise it all.
1: Yeah, man. On to the next game, Jay. The, the Falcons finally got y'all, man. I don't know if you want to talk about this, man. Yeah, you probably don't even want to talk about your boys, <laughs> man. I just want to say – yeah, we talk it's like about being a that. dead
0: horse at this point. Honestly, the pandas we already know. I, I honestly expect us to lose out for real, for real, because we got to play sample twice, at New Orleans and Buffalo coming up. So we probably gonna lose out.
1: But yeah, I don't know why people expect the Cam to come back and be the savior. But he was he was just trash on my Patriots last year. Like, yeah, like people like oh, he was gonna come back and be like, I I, I love Cam, I really do, but he's not accurate can't throw always throwing the ball either he's selling it or throwing it at people's feet and i was just i was sad when they got rid of him because i really liked the running offense we had with him but it's more of a passing league now but yeah he just he's he's washed i ain't gonna lie to you he's my boy but he washed he just need to
0: get yeah. it up he's just a situation qb at this point honestly with his lays and short short yardage situations but panthers man we had probably wanted to Five worst quarterback situations in the NFL with our quarterback room. We're just a mess right now, so we're probably going to start all over, rebuilding next year.
1: Before we before we go back, I mean, go on, bro. Can't he really bench this nigga for a, a dude that was worse than him? They put PJ Walker. They put a dude that was – how bad do you got to be to get benched for a dude that's worse
0: than you? Twice. For real, for real. And, after, uh, back-to-back weeks, I think it happened? Yeah, because it happened in uh, that Miami game. He got benched.
1: I mean, I understand maybe it's a new offense he's trying to learn, but it's it's still gonna be the same Cam, bro. I can't even. It's yeah, I, 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 I hate to
0: say after this year, man, he probably this is it. Yeah, he for just him. need this to hang it up. Bro.
1: Like he's doing more, he's doing more damage than good. to His legacy at this point.
0: Yeah, me as a fan, I was just happy to see him come back, you know. Because I mean, he's Cam, and he was yeah, like, it's the good. most it's exciting good player the Panthers had. Yeah, I'm just glad he got another chance. But I hate to say, it, man, I think just the league just, uh, just passed Just be a backup
1: or something, but
0: yeah. He can be a backup.
1: Oh, we would have loved him as a backup, you feel me? But, you know. We're going to head on to this other game, man. You can say this was a trash bowl. He had the Seahawks defeating the Texans 33-13, man. Jalen, we ain't really got too much to say about this game, man. The Seahawks are trash and the Texans are trash.
0: Yep, a little too late for Seattle, man. Both teams' seasons are a wrap, so that game was a little pointless. A free pop
1: rush, man. But we gonna go to this next game, man. The Chiefs defeating the Ra- Raiders forty eight to nine. They was definitely chiefing on that Raiders pack, man. I don't really got too much to say about this game, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs is back. I ain't gonna lie to you, the Chiefs is back. they really
0: are back. The Chiefs are back, man. Cause their offense didn't was doubt it for nine. a second.
1: Really, Angle. even with the offense being yeah. trash, Angle, I probably wouldn't have doubted them to be back anyway in the play. Back in back, really back in the lead in their division,
0: like. Third, I think they're like the third seed in the AFC, third or fourth. Yep, and they still got a chance at number one. Honestly, it ain't over yet.
1: Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, don't, I feel like they're gonna overtake the Patriots for the number one spot by the time this by the time the season over. That's just how I feel. Just because they Cause just do the, the
0: it. The Chiefs might win out too. They might not lose no more. That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: but we gonna see we gonna see in the playoffs though because they still they still kind of be struggling. Like everything isn't back to how it used to be. But yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs chiefing, man. They 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 back to doing what they was doing, man. But we're gonna go into this next game, man. We have the Browns edging out the Ravens twenty-four to twenty-two with Lamar Jackson going down with an ankle injury, which sucks. Hopefully yeah. he'll be able to play against the Packers this coming up week, man. But yeah, Jay, I don't really have too much to say about this game either, man. Lamar getting hurt. Browns barely still winning with Marlon Humphrey just going down like the week before, like it's just the AFC North, man. It's, it's a battle right now.
0: Yeah, AFC, AFC North every week, man. A different team. Just when I think three out of the fourteen teams lost in AFC North this past week, which is crazy. So, but the big news out of this game, honestly, Lamar Jackson going down. Hope he can come back soon because I mean, of course, without Lamar, he's Baltimore isn't going team. anywhere. Yeah, he's a whole team. Designed the whole offense around him. So they had they need Lamar. They want to make any noise in the playoffs.
1: I actually do want to shout out their backup. I think is is it Trace McSorley? I think that's his name.
0: Uh, you talking about Baltimore's?
1: Yeah,
0: um, Tyler and Huntley. Oh,
1: He's- oh, why am I get? Where did I be get McSorley from? But he was—he actually played a good game, though. Since it was only twenty-four, twenty-two. Yeah, he to had two
0: hundred seventy yards and a touchdown, so that's pretty good for a backup.
1: Yeah, man. Let's let's move on. Though we go, we gonna get to this NFC matchup, NFC East matchup, man. The boys, then damn boys, man, beat the. I ain't gonna say they wouldn't. they beat the Washington football team twenty-seven to twenty, man. My boy Heineke, he he ain't coming there drunk as hell off the Heineken, man. I don't know, I don't know what happened, bro. They disappointed me, bro. They 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 disappointed us when when we needed the most with the struggling Cowboys team. They talking about Dak the problem now, so that that that's a very that's a turn of events. They talking about Dak being the problem now because the defensive front right. is going crazy. Micah Parsons could easily win defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. So, gotta give the boys their credit, man.
0: Yeah, the boys' defense, mainly Michael Parsons been playing out there their mind this last couple of weeks, man. Michael Parsons has been playing out his mind the whole season, but Washington disappointed me, like you said. I mean, when McCarthy came out and basically guaranteed themselves a win, I was like, man, Washington they so you're gonna use that for extra motivation, and then also if Washington would have won that game, they would have only been one game back of the division league, and they had they got to go play Dallas again in a couple weeks. Exactly. So, so that's was a Washington chance.
1: But at this point, man, I don't think they're the Eagles—they right there. But I mean, I feel like Dallas is still gonna end up winning the division. Yeah, too. it's a wrap.
0: Washington had to win that game, man. it's a wrap. The division is a wrap at this point.
1: They still gonna make the playoffs though. Them and the Eagles still have a chance to make the playoffs. Though. Yeah, the Washington season, season is gonna get a wild again, card. It, it'll be lit. If we got to see an NFC matchup, NFC East matchup in the wild card. That, that would be tough. Nah, <laughs> nah,
0: that would be interesting. And all the pressure will be on Dallas too. Yeah, I was say
1: every, Dallas will have everything to lose. <laughs> yep. Next game, man. We had the Titans defeating the Jaguars twenty to zero. We just gonna we ain't got nothing to say about that. So we just gonna skip that one. Jay, you cool? You cool with it?
0: Yeah, yeah, there ain't too much to say about that. We can go on and skip it.
1: Probably going to skip this next game, too, man. But we had the Broncos defeating the Lions 38-10. to It's the Lions, so, of course, you're supposed to put 40 points up on the Lions. But just because it was the Broncos, I'm kind of surprised. But we ain't got nothing to say about this one, either. Nah. (laughs) Surprisingly, this next one, too, we probably ain't going to have much to say about it, either. Because, you know, my boy Jay Herbo Chargers, you know, defeated the Giants 37-21. to don't really have much to say, but Jay Herbo is that man. So that's that's all I gotta say.
0: Yes, sir. You ain't heard, man. Like we said before, this past week it was a lot of games. This week, where you know that weren't really they look too good on paper. So as you see, we skipped out a lot of matchups. Can won a lot of great matchups this past week.
1: Before the before we go, I think Austin Eckler got hurt in that game. I think I think he did.
0: I think he did. I need him for fantasy, so I hope he come back real soon. I say you gonna need, him. we
1: we gonna speak about that later though. But uh, next game, man, one day we said that the Bengals was gonna win, they ended up losing to the Forty Nine ers, twenty six to twenty three, and overtime, man. Not really too much to say, but what 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 I kind of said happened happened, you know? They they got ran ran up ran up out the building. Uh, Jay, anything anything you got to say, man? The 49ers are always a sneaky good team anyway.
0: Yeah, the 49ers, I would not want to see them. I think they definitely gonna get a wild card and I would not want to see them in the playoffs. Whoever got to, gonna to get them in that home field, man, I would San Francisco would be the last team I want to see out of the wild card teams in the first round.
1: Not at all. Uh just I don't know how Kyle Shanahan be doing it. I really don't. With with the running backs
0: that he be doing it with, I don't know right. how they
1: be doing it. At, uh,
0: he every week it's a different guy, man. Just come in and all of a sudden just get like 130 yards and two touchdowns out of nowhere.
1: And Jimmy G just be just doing satisfactory yeah. work.
0: And Debo Samuel basically is a running back wide receiver hybrid at this point.
1: Him and IU
0: Kittle. Uh, and Jimmy G, shout out to him. Jimmy G been playing well of late. I gotta give him his credit.
1: He he do this though. He 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 all right.
0: Yeah, As long as he stay healthy, he he's good. And George Kittle. He's looking like the best tight end in the league with Kelsey, you know, struggling a little bit, Teams keen on him. George Kittle, ever since he came back from injury, he's looking like the best tight end in the league. But right listen,
1: now. though, I guarantee you, I don't think – I'm probably lying, but I don't think they have a, bet, a better year than my boy Gronk. You know what I'm saying? They could be the best, but I don't think they're having a better year than him. I'm going to just keep out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the GOAT, the GOAT Gronk. The only
0: thing that will hold Grum back is because his, his games miss also. But Yeah, Kelsey's yeah he having was out
1: like, like six weeks with yeah. broken ribs that's the only and thing that, long. So
0: That's the only thing. He hasn't really played enough games, really. But, yeah, Kelsey's having a down year for his standards. Martin yeah. Andrews is another tight end who's having oh, a yeah, great
1: Mark, year. Oh, yeah, Mark, he that man's too. He that yeah. man's too. But speaking of Gronkowski, you know, the good tight end. We got we got another game of the year candidate for me, man. The Buccaneers defeating the Bills, thirty three to twenty seven, with the Bills coming back all the way down from I think it was like 20, 23 to three. I think I think they hit nah, yeah. yeah they was yeah they was like they came back almost twenty points. But yeah, man, it, it was a it was a big day, man. I was I needed them to win this game so we would have a two game lead on the Bills when we played them again. And week sixteen, and my boy Brady, you know, what I'm saying it was a big day. You know, my two my two favorite players, you know, breaking records in the same we We gonna speak on that later as well. But my boy this boy was Brady, a game of the week for real. Yeah, this was, yeah this was America's game of the week too. Came on four twenty five. It it lived up to the hype too, man. The Bucs defense almost collapsing. You know, we 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 used to seeing that almost letting the Bills come back, but it it was a big game. My boy Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. to go. You know what I'm saying. 700 TD pass you feel me most all time he did it on a game winner to Brashard Perryman to win the game in overtime which was like to me the play of the day just because it was just the magnitude of him throwing the 700 TD pass on the game winner it being against the Bills America's game of the week must-win game for both teams man then you know my boy he got the completions record too Seven thousand. He, he got it with seven thousand one hundred fifty-six completions. I think he ended the game with seven thousand one hundred forty-three. But yeah, man. Then the last thing he did, he has. I think he has the all-time winning percentage against a single team with him being thirty-three and three against the Bills. And my boy Chris Godwin reached one k yards for the season, man. So that game, that it, it was just a lovely game to watch, man. Shout out, shout out, my shout out, my boy Tom in the Bucks, man.
0: Yeah. Shout out to the Bucks, man, for real. Like, I thought, that game was done. Actually, I didn't think Buffalo was gonna come back at all. But man, yeah, I right, mean, in it's the
1: Bucks defense, bro. My bad to cut you off, but it's the Bucks <laughs> defense. I knew in my heart of hearts that this game wasn't over. And then my my bad, I'm gonna let you go. My bad, I had to come in again. My boy Tom definitely missed some throws in the second half that that helped Buffalo come back into the game. You know, yeah he 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 was he was missing some throws, man. But yeah, I, I already knew that this game wasn't over by any stretch of the imagination.
0: And then I think a big thing that helped Buffalo get back in the game, Tampa should have been running the ball way more consistently in the second half when they had that lead. Buffalo does not have a good run defense, and you need to try to eat some of that clock. So you got a run back like Leonard Fournette. So I understand why Tampa loves to keep throwing the ball at time when they up a lot. It so. worked.
1: they ignorant as hell. Byron and Bruce are ignorant as hell. Yes. Tom would throw the ball 50 times. I mean, Lenny had the 47-yard run to begin the game. But after that, you already knew what time it was, and that was against the number one pass defense in the league, even though they lose lost their best corner to Davis White, their defense still number one in the league in the past and you know, he just right. went
0: crazy. So they number one in the past. I mean, if you but up going do to don't you? Yeah. Why don't you just run the ball? I think that just made their life much easier. Oh no. Honestly, they run around.
1: Risking no biscuit. You already know how they rocking over there in Tampa, you feel me? And they you yeah. know they, they won doing it their way.
0: Yeah. But Buffalo had a chance, man. That last drive when they was driving along the way down, I was like, oh snap, Buffalo really might get an end zone. It might be a wrap. That's what right I'm there. saying. They That's what driving. I
1: thought it was. I, th- I thought it was, but then, you know, Tampa fold, bend, but don't break, man. So, in the red zone, that's that's what I like about them, too. But they will give up them big yeah. plays, man.
0: Yep. But two things that came from that game. Tampa has a legit shot at number one seed in the NFC now. And Buffalo has no chance of winning that division anymore. They're going to have to they, hope a while card. might
1: miss the playoffs if we keep it eye. Because yep. both divisions are so tight right now. You got both te- all, a lot of teams – with seven seven wins, uh, yeah, seven wins right now, vying for a playoff spot in both divisions. Uh, yeah, let, let's move on. Though I can I can be long, you know, I can be long winded all day about them. But we had the next game, you know, Sunday night football. He had the Packers defeating the Bears, forty five to thirty. The Bears putting up thirty points is actually surprising. Shows a lot what's going on with the pack. Well, I don't know what went on with the Packers defense. They've been playing well, but. Aaron Rodgers, you know, still owns, owns that organization. I don't really have too much to say about it.
0: Yeah, the usual, man. You know, Chicago stuck around longer than I thought it would, but Green Bay's offense is just too overpowering for Chicago as usual. So I'm not really surprised with that final outcome.
1: So the last game, man, we got Monday Night Football, the, the Avengers, you feel me, the Rams, clap it up for them, you feel me, the Avengers finally, you, you know, you feel me, besides them beating the Jaguars, that don't count, but they finally, you know, beat they beat the Cardinals, you know, 30-23, to 23. you know, Odell, I think he had five, six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown, and I don't really have too much to say about it, you know, Kyler, I don't know what was wrong with Kyler. I'll speak on him later, too. He kind of helped me out in fantasy. But, Jay, anything you got to say, man? I'm just happy the Avengers finally won, bro, because I'm still ready to slander them for how much they've been losing.
0: Yeah, it's a big win for the Rams. They needed it. I think they said on the broadcast this was the Rams, their only second win of the season against a team with a, a record above 500. Tampa was the only other win with a team above 500 all year. So they needed this win big time to get their confidence back. You know, just remain afloat in that wild wow, division that wild NFC was
1: mm, I guess that'll we ain't got too much to say but I guess that'll do it for in uh, week 14 man on the gridiron
0: yes sir oh, hold on hold on I forgot
1: well, we gotta talk about COVID issues with them too because NFL is I forgot to talk about it it's crazy 75 players I think in the last couple of days tested positive for COVID like we said earlier Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski even Baker Mayfield the quarterback for the Browns called COVID and seven teams with the NFL are enhanced protocols right now when it comes to COVID you got the Browns the Bears the Falcons the Lions the Rams the Vikings and the football team man so any, any you got anything to say about the whole COVID situation in the NFL right now Jay because it's, it's ravaging through everybody too just like the NBA
0: yeah the NFL is a little bit more scary because their regular season is almost over NBA still got a long ways to go but NFL regular season almost over, playoff no. position is being dictated these next couple of weeks. So, a lot of guys them. might be missing games, key players for teams that's in the playoff pushing in next couple of weeks. So, COVID really might dictate these last couple of weeks in the standings,
1: which kind of sucks, man. But we just going to hope. We just going to hope and pray that the NFL get it all, that both organizations get it all under control before before the before the mid-season for the NBA and the playoffs for uh, the NFL. But yes, man, yeah. that's week for the NFL Week uh, 14 recap.
0: Time for the Fantasy Minute. Man, bad week for me this week, but I'll let you go, ah, yeah, again you got a big win over Jordan.
1: And you already know, I, I, I kept my word on the last podcast, my boy, I was on your ass, you feel me, but... <laughs> Yeah, we. I'm. I'm, st- I'm. I'm waiting on the load real quick, man. You got to play know.
0: him again. This coming up week too is that back to back. We play the same oh, opponent. It's check. the last week of the regular season.
1: Oh, yeah it is. But yeah, man, I got a big win over my boy Jordan this week, man. I, I scored 136 points, I believe, and uh he had 127. But yeah, it was it was a big week, man. Brady. Brady scored me 30 points. Uh, Leonard Fournette gave me 23. Mike Evans gave me 21. Hunter Renfrew with his 13 catches in the Kansas City game gave me 28 points. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a decent game for me. Four receptions for 55 yards, giving me 10.3 points, man. And uh, I'm a Foster Moreau, I just have him in there at the tight end position because uh, Darren Waller. Still injured. Hopefully he comes back because I'm going to need him in the playoffs for sure. And um other than that, man, Ryan Sucker, you know, Bucks kicker he gave me nine points, man. But it was definitely a big win for me this week, man. Still been topping the division all year, nine and five. We in the playoffs for sure, man. So I, I ain't I ain't really been worried, man, but we're gonna see what happens in the playoffs, Jay. What you what you got for us, man? After after definitely. your tough L.
0: For real. Yeah, I think you clean you probably clinched your division with that win. I did. But yeah, tough t- t- L for me. I wasn't expecting to lose it all against Dylan, man. He yeah, he, had him. he left a player in his line this week, he didn't even play Adam Thielen. But
1: yeah, I seen that. I was like, bro, how does he still win, bro?
0: But it was crazy. He's, I don't understand them. Green Bay Packers, man, went crazy I mean, on Aaron, me. Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams both went absolutely crazy. Mark Andrews had a crazy game. Russ probably had his best game in a while, so that hurt me. Combined with the fact they had a couple of lackluster performances from God, especially like Travis Kelsey, he definitely disappointed me. Only got me a couple points that really hurt me. But like I said, just a very disappointing loss for me. I needed to keep winning because Blake's still on my tail, man, because I, I have eleven 11-3 record and still might not win my side of the division, which is crazy. But that's why I played Dylan again this week. Must-win game for me so I can get that week one-by in the playoffs, which would be huge. But I think we're going to bounce back this week, man. We got to bounce back like we have been all season long. Yeah, see man,
1: you and Blake with the eleven and three record, man. Y'all the y'all the top dogs, and I'm I'm right I'm
0: right there behind y'all. I'm I might
1: be I might not be as good, man, but you know, I stayed on top this whole time, man.
0: Yeah, playoffs gonna be a fight between all of us, me, you, Blake, Jordan, uh, Dylan, Patrick, whoever make it, man. But it's gonna be a fight this year for real. Very competitive.
1: Yeah, cause Dylan and uh, Patrick got the same record. I was I was kinda I thought yeah. Patrick him him losing was clutch though. Cause him and, yeah. Dylan, him and Dylan got the same rigor, and Dylan had the tie. No, Patrick had the tiebreaker over me because I beat. I had beat Dylan. I had to I had to take the bounty. I had to take the bounty week one. You feel me?
0: Yeah. So this last week gonna come down a lot between Dylan and Patrick. I played Dylan again, and Patrick. I played Blake. So Patrick definitely probably gonna lose again. Cause Blake, he never loses.
1: <laughs> and if he loses, how many playoff spots is it again?
0: It's six this year.
1: Oh, yeah, he's going to be in there. I was thinking that maybe TJ could uh, take his spot, but ain't nobody else. He's going to be in there because the other people in the league, they records ain't close. So he's still going to be in there, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's going
1: to be us six. Me, you, Jordan, Blake, and... I think, yeah, I think it's going to be us six. Yeah, it's just going to be us six, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it, though, for real. But... Stay tuned next week. We'll let you all know how that last week goes, of course. But we got to get into the ad drop and start sit real quick for week 15. I'm going to start a couple players to add. First guy who I just added to my list after I got the D-Hop news. D-Hop's going to be out for the rest of the season, regular season that is. So pick up A.J. Green, who's basically their wide receiver too. He's definitely going to see an uptick in targets. Now these last couple weeks, he's only on at 28.5% of ESPN leads. So, they would pick up AJ Green if you're D Hop owner. I think he's definitely going to pick up some of the slack for him. And another wide receiver, Devontae Parker from Miami. Uh, mainly because of that matchup, they're playing the Jets. He's only owning 50% of ESPN leagues. Two running backs is my last ass uh, Deontay Freeman. Uh, no, sorry, Deontay Foreman from Tennessee. He's basically taking the lead back row since Darren Henry's been down. Uh, he has 32 carries for 156 yards and on a touchdown. In the last two games, he's only owning 58.4% of ESPN leagues. And the last guy is Michael Carter uh, for the Jets. He's coming off of IR this week. He was very effective the last couple weeks before he got put on IR. He's only owning 63% of ESPN leagues. Uh, his last six games for IR, he averaged 89.3 yards per game, which is very solid for a running back. Uh, three guys to drop Allen Robinson in Chicago. Very disappointing seats for him. It's not really his fault. Just bad quarterback play between a rookie and Andy Dalton, and a bad offensive scheme with Matt Nagy. So, draw Allen Robinson, man. Very disappointing. Drop on. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he's still on your team. Obviously, not a bad situation. It's not his fault. Urban Myers system just horrible. Everybody get Urban does. ass butter. My, yeah. my
1: bad for interrupting you, but they got it. about to get his ass out of Florida <laughs> out of Jacksonville. Oh
0: yeah, no, that was a good call. Yeah, Urban definitely got got to be out of there. Got to. He's just very just running a dysfunctional organization right now, man. Urban. He's not an NFL head coach at all, so he got to get out of there.
1: Yeah, after you get done, I got a little story I seen on Twitter about something he did to a player. But, yeah, you can go ahead and finish the my fantasy minute, my boy.
0: Uh, yeah, okay, probably Josh Lambeau thing. But, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, last drop, uh, running back Devin Singletary from Buffalo. As I mentioned, Buffalo never used running backs at all. They haven't really used them. Josh Allen be slinging the ball about 60 times a game, so there's no point in having a Buffalo running back on your yeah, fantasy team. at all,
1: because he is the running back.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, a couple guys to start this week. Um, the first two guys are guys I said as your team last week. First is running back Rashad Penny from Seattle. You know, Master Collins from last week. He had a big game against uh, the Texans. They got a game against the Rams coming up. He's their lead back now. Wide receiver, Russell Gage, for Atlanta. He's at number one wide receiver now without Kevin really. Jimmy G, who we mentioned early in the episode, been playing very well lately. Have a Has a very nice matchup coming up against the Sorry Falcons defense, so he might light him up. Then the last is the Cowboys defense. You need defense. Michael Parsons led deep and playing great, and they playing the Giants with no Daniel Jones, so they definitely probably going to murder the Giants coming up in week 15. And a couple guys used to sit. Well, one guy I only got one guy this week you should sit. That's another Jaguar, James Robinson. He's only had 14 carries for 28 yards in the last two games because Urban doesn't know what he's doing at all. James Robinson is super talented, but he's very Hell, underutilized, cow, man. What
1: you got there, which don't make sense.
0: Right. Like,
1: Travis Etienne got hurt, and you don't want to run James Robinson. Like.
0: Exactly. James Robinson is one of the most underrated running backs in the league, so I hope he finds a new home next year, somebody that can utilize him. But you got to send him, man, because Urban ain't going to use him. So, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap for the ad drop start set for this week. Yeah, moving on, we got to do our eyes on NC for this week. Uh, we got a spotlight yet another Kinston, North Carolina native, uh, Mr. Damian Dunn. He uh, went to Kinston High School. He was a jun- his junior year at Kinston High He averaged 17.5 points per game, 6 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 1.4 steals while leading the Vikings to the top seed in the NCHSAA 2A Eastern bracket. For his senior year, he transferred to Metal Creek High School in Georgia, where he averaged 12.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, and 2.6 assists, helping lead Metal Creek to a 26 assists record and a state championship game appearance. He committed to Temple as part of their 2019 recruiting class. He redshirted his freshman year. After playing only a few games, he um, suffered a right foot injury. Um, last season, he came back strong, averaged 13.5 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Uh, he was a Philadelphia Big Five Rookie of the year, AAC all team. He ranked top 10 nationally last year in free throw attempts per game at 7.9 attempts per game. Um, this year, he's currently averaging 13.5 points per game, 5.2 rebounds. And he also had a, a career-high 27 points versus Penn. Uh, December 4th, man. So, yeah, shout-out to Damian Dunn. He's just progressing and getting better every year for Temple. Another Kinston Hooper that's doing big things on the D1 level.
1: Yeah, man, like I said last week when my when we had my boys the dog of the week, I believe. Just gr- just growing up with him and his, his brothers, man, with his dad, Paul, was coaching the NL, man. My dad was recording the games. Just just growing up with them, bro, I was playing basketball after practice and stuff. Like, I always knew that him and his brothers was going to do big things, like I said before. But... It's uh, it's it's good to see see him prosper, man. Definitely want to see him in the league, man. Uh, keep
0: keep grinding, bro. Keep keep grinding. Yes, sir. Add into that long list of the Kinston Hoopers, man. To make it up, he definitely a good, in my opinion. Well, you know what it's time for, dog of the week. Yeah, dog of the week, man. Where my dogs at, man? So,
1: <laughs> you you already know, man. We you uh, I I guess I I see the the first two I get and you, you you do the you do the first one first and I'm, i I'll do the last two.
0: I'll do the last two. I bet. So yeah, this first one I felt very obvious. Mr. um Stephen Curry. Oh he no out.
1: Oh never mind. I was I would say you could do JR first, but you, you can you can you can do it. You can do it oh. like that. I, we could just do it regular. We just do it regularly. My bad. Okay, okay.
0: You good. I can say we agreed on that one, I guess. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, the first, first guy was very obvious. Both me and Young Master agreed on, um, man. Mr. Stephen Curry, who we, you know, we, we talked a lot about previously on this episode. Of course, no more needs to be said all the time. Three point king in the NBA now. So definitely an easy dog of the week right there. Yeah, then my second guy. guy, yes, sir. Then my second guy, I got to give it to Mr. J.R. Smith, man. You know, he's currently a student at North Carolina AT State University. Uh, he announced on his Twitter that he had a 4.0 GPA. Uh, average man which is great man his first semester as a college student so he's doing big things on the golf team and able to like excel in the classroom too so shout out J.R. Smith man had to give him the dog of the week man
1: you wouldn't know it's funny though everybody was on yeah. Twitter was like how'd J.R. Smith get his grades in for everybody else <laughs> I'm like because right. it's J.R. Smith he probably paid the niggas to get his grades <laughs> But yeah, hey. man, dog of the week. We got one more, man. Like I said earlier, it's crazy how both my favorite players in their respective sports broke records in the same week. You know what I'm saying? It's been a wild sports week. But I just got to add my boy Thomas Eller-Patrick Brady Jr., that man, with the 700 career touchdown, the, the all-time all time touchdown completions, and the all-time winning percentage against the team with the Bills being 33-3 against them, man. Yeah, Steph, three guy, you know what I'm saying? Both, both my favorite play- – it's just crazy. Both my, fa- uh, both my favorite players broke records in the same week. But, yeah, shout-out J.R. Smith, man. He did something I ain't never did, and that's – have a 4.0 grade point average. so, yeah, shout-out them.
0: Too. <laughs> yeah, very impressive, J.R. Smith, man. Keep grinding down at a t So, yeah, Steph, J.R., Tom Brady, y'all are our Dollars of the Week. All right, man. Once again, some time for another MVP segment. Young Master, what you got for us this week?
1: Y'all already know what time it is, man. MVP Most Valuable Playlist, y'all. All you all already know I always got that heat for y'all, man. So what we going to start off with this week, man? Y'all, I know y'all might get tired of me talking about my boy, man. My boy RTB MB, Miles Bridges, man. If you feel me? I told y'all about his uh his tape he dropped 2021, but he had a tape in 2020 drop called Up the Score, man. And I just I just feel like he's very underrated as a rapper you feel me he ain't like, he's one of my favorite rappers right now but a couple of my favorite songs from Up the Score you got of course you got the intro a song called J-Lo and he did actually a remix of Closer to My Dreams it's called Closer to My Dreams but he did like a little Drake rendition of Drake's Closer to My Dreams I really like that song uh Piccolo OJ featuring RTB Capo Jason Williams featuring Newt and Lil Mello the outro and Good For It Yes. Yeah, Y'all go listen to that RTB and B Miles Bridges up the score, man. Next I got is P and B Rock To Get Through the Rain. It's a I think a little six seven EP six seven track EP, you feel me? But my favorite song up there is Eyes Open with Lil' Baby and Young Thug man. and uh, and uh high feet the the DJ Luke Nasty, man. He did like a little rendition of how DJ Luke Nasty, but yeah, P rock to get through the rain, man. Y'all go cop that as well. Next on the list, we have uh, none other than uh, Tory Tory Lane's. You feel me with his uh his eighties, I believe it was yeah, his eighties themed album called Alone at Prom, and my my absolute favorite song off of, off of it is called Hurt from Mercury, man. But yeah, y'all y'all go listen to that new Tory Lane's Alone at Prom. Next, we have a single from Scissor called I Hate You. I added it on my 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 R and B my female R and B playlist, my R and B hoes playlist. Sorry, sorry for the name. You know, what I'm saying we we respect women. It's just the name of the playlist. Don't worry about it. But I had to add it on there because I feel like I the, the single was just tough to me, man. So yeah, y'all y'all go cop the the new Scissor single. I hate you. And last but not least, man, I ain't gonna lie, might be my favorite song right now. The boy King Future. Yeah, he, he ain't drop. I don't think he, he didn't drop nothing this year, like an album, or nothing this year. But he hopped on DJ State. You know, y'all probably know the song "You Are My High." You probably heard it. You feel me? But Future, my boy King Future, hopped on it and completely destroyed it. It might be the. It, it's really, it's really beautiful. I ain't gonna lie to you. I will play it right now, but I ain't got it queued up. That's how beautiful it is. But y'all definitely need to go listen to that. Might even put it as the the song that I have on my Instagram story when I post the episode. Man, we we don't know, but. That's all I got for y'all, man, for this week's Most Valuable Playlist MVP, man. Need y'all to go listen to that RTBNB Up The Score, PNB Rock To Get Through The Rain, Tory Lanez, Alone At Prom. Go listen to that new scissor, I Hate you. And last but not least, like I said, that future DJ Snake, You Are My High. Before the end of the year, I will probably have a wrap-up for y'all, 2021 wrap-up for the MVP. We gonna see, man, but glad I could... Put y'all onto this heat, man. MVP, most valuable playlist. You already know what's going on. We out this thing.
0: Yes, sir. Y'all already know what to do. Go ahead and check out all the music Young Master suggested there. You won't regret it, man. He knows his music for real, for real. But, yeah, before we leave here, an interesting game when the shot happened while we was on the air, actually, man. Austin Reeves undrafted Ricky for the Lakers. Hit a game-winning three in overtime to get the Lakers a 107-104 win over the Mavericks, man. Big-time moment for Reeves, undrafted player, like I said. He's been a good, solid role player for the Lakers this year. Uh, he had 15 points, five assists from three, actually, in 32 minutes. So he was definitely a big reason why the Lakers won tonight. Big-time win. So the Lakers finally three games up, 500, with some momentum going right now. So, yeah, just had, had to bring that up, man, a, a big-time win for us, even though Dallas didn't have Luka, but still That's happy. what I was
1: saying. I was about to say, hold on, bro. Y'all went overtime with a, a
0: Dallas team without hey. Luka.
1: I don't mean to shit yeah. on y'all, but that – that's that's pitiful, bro yeah, It's rough times for playing. us right
0: now, bro It's rough times We gotta tell what we can get <laughs> I, I
1: get it, though <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that Devontae Graham I, I had a notification on Twitter He had a full court game winner against OKC so Dang,
0: tonight is just a night of game winners, I guess man, Shout
1: out, shout out Devontae Graham, man Nine one nine one We met bro in the mall like three years yep. ago Four years before he got drafted What mall was it? We was Crabtree in, and Raleigh yeah, right, Crabtree and Riley. Still got the picture and everything. Shout out to Bonte Graham, man.
0: But yeah. Oh yeah. One more shout out real quick before we leave. Uh, shout out to Travis Hunter. Uh, number two player out of come out of high school, cornerback in the nation, man. He flipped this commitment from Florida State to Jackson State University. So biggest commitment HBCU ever has gotten, man, in a long time. Playing with the greatest cornerback of all time, Deion Sanders down at Jackson State. So big time news for HBCU and uh football all across across the country, man.
1: Yeah, set up. Coach Dion, Coach Prime, for pulling that off, man. Getting the HBCU some more exposure and more love.
0: Yes, sir, definitely. But hey, it's a wrap for another great episode, man. We appreciate y'all listening as usual. Go ahead and follow us on all social medias at the 2412 Pod and go ahead and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. So yeah, it's your boy Jalen. I'm signing out.
1: Yeah, man. It's your boy Key aka Master, man. Once again, shout out my boy Grant Hill for joining us, man. It's always a pleasure, man. But yeah. We out this thing. Appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all for listening, little y'all man. We out this thing. Gang. Deuces.